All right, all right. Here we go. What's going on, Back yeah? with another one. Back with another one. Episode one, sure, officially. Sure. I'm Darius. I'm here with my cousin, Jimmy. What's up, Jimmy? How you feeling? How you living? I'm feeling good. Living pretty good. Came off a hard week, but, you know, weekend's here. About to start it off good with a, a nice podcast, nice episode. We got a lot to run down. Looking forward to it. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. We blessed. Blessed to be here. Blessed to see another day. No Games, Just Business podcast. Episode one, what are we getting into today? I'm going to start with the receivers. I'm going to start off with Devontae Adams um, being projected as the number one receiver going into this upcoming season with his new team, the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, we're going to talk about our, our top tens, debate that, see what you got to say, you know. You know how you do it to top five, top ten. Oh days. yeah, but um, Drake London. Now, but um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh man. All right, so then after that, we're gonna get into the cornerbacks, the guys that's gonna line up right across from those guys. There's some dogs over there too, especially in this area. You got to be a dog to line up against those guys. Oh yeah. So we're gonna talk about that, and then we'll um, we'll talk about the Lakers. Um, we'll talk about Jeannie Bus expectations, what she's expecting of this, you know, storage franchise. One of the best ever. Um, she's expecting com- a competitive team, and we're going to dive into how do they get back to the top, how do they get to the postseason. Yep. And the last thing we will touch on is the in-season tournament that they're speaking on, the owners are speaking on, that might come in the 2023-2024 season, and how it affects the, the, these players' legacies, uh, how, how, how we will be affected in general, the fan base, the owners, and the players. We'll break it down and... Let's get to it. Cool, cool. I like it. I like it. So let's start it off, man. Let's start it off. I guess we're going to get into the topic of um, top receivers in the game. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. All right. Let's do that. What you, what you want? You want me to start it off, man? I want you to start it off, okay. man. What you, what you okay. think about Bleacher before putting him number one? What you think about I love it? it. I love it. Um, okay. When I look at a receiver in this day and age, uh, there's three things I, I look for in a receiver. Number one is ability to route run, ability to create space. Kyrie said dribbling the basketball is a art. I agree. Route running is an art. Not many people can run crisp routes and separate mm-hmm. from defenders, but the best can. Second thing is to be able to the ability to catch the football. Because if you can't catch, you can't play. Third thing, the ability to run after catch. What can you do after you catch the football? What plays can you get from me and the team after you catch the football? And Devontae hits all three, man. He's been dominant. He did. He does have the help um, from Aaron Rodgers, a great quarterback, a, you know, a future Hall of Famer. But Devontae himself is he's just that guy, you know. I, I, hey, I'm taking him. I'm taking him on my team any day of the week. So, um, what, what you think? You think Devontae is the best in the league? What you think? This this question, a lot of times when people ask it, get answered in a lot of different ways. Will he be the best this year? No, I believe Cooper Cup will be. Mm. I believe the the second year with Matt Stafford is gonna it's gonna be something else. And you're talking about his first year with Derek Carr. Yes, that's his guy. Yes, that's his college guy. But they are different players than what they were in college. This is a different system. They have a new coach. The Rams don't have any of that. It's a perfect recipe for, for Cooper Cup to have a better season. 
if I'm talking about talent, I'm taking DeAndre Hopkins. I believe he can do all those things wow. that you spoke on with, with Adams. Yes, he's more injury prone, but yes, he's been in worse situations. He's never had Aaron Rodgers. He's had many me back there running around. I love Kyler Murray. He's had him with a trash line. Wow. He's had Danny Hunt, Deshaun Watson with a trash line. Like Hopkins gets a lot of his his stuff past thirty to forty yards mm. with a trash line. Like imagine if he had a, a Rogers, I'm sorry, a Rogers type of guy. Derek Carr will be able to do some some of that. I believe the running game will be able to take away from some of the yards or some of the looks that that Adams gets. So it won't look as good. But if we're talking about who's the best, I believe he is top two. The only dude I would take over him is Hopkins. I believe he is better than Cooper Cup. Wow. But I believe Cooper Cup will have better numbers than him this year. I guess I'm going to have to hear your top 10 for you to put D Hop in the. I love D Hop. I agree. He's a dog. He's dominated this league for a very long time. But, you know, I personally think he fell off just, just a little bit. And you're going to see where he lands on my top 10, if he lands on my top 10. So what is it? I'm gonna start. What is where's the fall? I'm gonna start it off, and I'm gonna say Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the league at this time. Five out of the last six years, double digit touchdowns, and then he also has the ability to create space and separate from a defender. One, if not the best route runner in in the league, Cooper Cup. You win a triple crown. Not many people have done it. Last player to do it was Steve Smith back in 2005. You got it. Hands down, number two best receiver in the league. Stephon Diggs is number three. Again, the ability to route run. When I said, when I look at a receiver in this day and age, ability to separate from a defender, ability to route run, ability to catch the football. He made first team all pro and led the league in receptions his first year with Buffalo. And he upped his touchdowns last year from his from his first year. With with uh, what's to do Gabriel, who's stepping up to be a solid number two receiver for Buffalo. Number four, Terry Kill, one of the best deep threat receivers possibly. We can we can arguably say of all time, one of the best deep threat <laughs> receivers in this mm-hmm. league. But let's see what he can do with Tua. Um, he had Pat Mahomes to kind of help him out. Tyreek is the type of guy sometimes to kind of, I don't want to say hide in the offense, but mm-hmm. he can have really big games where he'll just go for 200 plus and then have, he'll have like a really, really quiet game. Um, but he's still a dominant receiver. And then we get into like a tricky situation here. This is where it kind of gets a little fishy because at number five, I got Justin Jefferson. Young, talented, big play guy. Rookie year, second year, back-to-back, 1,000-yard receiver. And he says he eventually will be the best receiver in the league. I think he can potentially back that up with his words, with actions. Jamar Chase comes in at number six. Did the way this man came out as a rookie dominating the league and he has t higgins and tyler boyd on his team playing with his college quarterback and joe mixon in the backfield that offense is 
it has the potential to to be one of, if not the best offense in the league, potentially. Joe Burrow's in your top ten, top ten quarterback. So, so we're gonna get there on another day. But Jamar Chase, you you come out as a rookie dominating the league that way. Only thing I need from him is to back it up with a year two. Let's see what he does in year two. He stays in top ten. If he falls off, then we'll go from there. Number seven is Debo. I love Debo. When when I, when I say when you say, hey, I want a guy that can play football. I want Debo on my team, but I need Debo to stay healthy. A healthy Debo is a guy I want no matter what. If Debo was consistently healthy, <laughs> he'd arguably be a top five player, top five receiver in the league because I could put him in the backfield. I could put him in the slot. I could put I could put him in wildcat. I could put him in kick return. Put, put Debo at quarterback. We good. We good. We're going to score touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Number eight. Mike Evans, 6'5", okay. most contested catches in the league, and eight years straight of 1,000 yards per year. <laughs> the production is there. That's what I'm... <laughs> and and right, this right, is right. where, and this is where it, this one's tough for me. Mm. Number nine is AJ Brown. I have a love hate relationship with AJ Brown. Wow. I just wish he was a little <laughs> bit more consistent because. His physique, mm-hmm. his physical, his physicality is there, but just right. listen to this. First two games of the season under fifty yards. Then he had a big game over hundred. Three games straight under fifty yards, and one of those games under twenty yards. Then he had three big games. Then the last four games of the season under fifty yards per. For, for receptions, I mean, for, for receiving yards. I just need a little bit more consistency from AJ. Because if he's that number one, he should be easily getting 12, 1,300 receiving yards per year. And then your boy comes in at number 10, D-Hop. D-Hop has fell to number 10 on my list. Um, great player. Great hands. The the greatest probably the greatest hands we've seen since Larry Fitzgerald. And he has he's had bad quarterback play. And he was on he was on a record he was on a record high last season for touchdowns until he got hurt. But once players start playing with those PEDs, it just at that age. I just don't see the production still being there like it was before. And he's going to be out for the first eight games of the year. So he's not going to have the statistical season that you would expect D-Hop to have. They now have Marquise Brown. Um, Let's see what James Conner can do. They picked up the tight end, McBride from Colorado State. You still got A.J. Green there. Kyler just got big, big money. I just don't see that that offense still being what they were last year and the year before. So that's why D, because of D Hop, he's still in my top ten. I would like to respond to two things: D Hop and the AJ. I'll start with the AJ. Well, I'll start with the D Hop. D Hop, he's coming into the season right where the Cardinals typically decline. Cardinals typically start off very well, similar to the Chargers. Yep. 
they're they're gonna look for something. They're gonna need something in the middle of the season to get them that propel um, going into the postseason. I think D Hop can be that. D Hop, when you're talking about everything a receiver can do, he can do them all, but and then some. He has that uh like that big man type of type of game. Like he's gonna dunk on you. He's gonna moss you. He's a he's a big play threat similar to Tyreek, but just in a different way. Like combine Tyreek. Evans and 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 uh, Mike, my fault. Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans. That's D Hop. He's gonna dunk on you from long range, and this is with minimal quarterback play. So that's why I'm I'm gonna give him that that praise. And typically, I would, you know, deduct points in a sense because of injuries. But I I feel like his situation is what's is what's caused his injuries more than anything, and I haven't really seen much uh, decline now, as far as AJ Brown. You're saying he's inconsistent, and, and and those are inconsistent numbers. But if you match those numbers with Ryan Tannehill, I'm sure you're talking about an inconsistent quarterback. Okay. Like <laughs> that really matters. Okay, like, you seen what you seen what he did in the postseason, man. Like very very great first half, and then he should he just shut the joint in the second. I don't like, I don't even know like, what he was thinking, but. And that's not AJ's fault. And now he's going into a situation with another inconsistent, unproven quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Like we don't, we can't have AJ up there in my estimation just because of that. If you just saw my ability, yeah, maybe so. It's definitely a debate. But as far as projection next year, like I'm not sure. Like you're gonna see my top ten, and I'm a, I'm a um, combine a little bit of both the player's ability and, and where, where where their team is and. Where they where I believe they'll go because of Hopkins, I believe we'll see his effect. Like I said in the beginning of the, I mean, middle of the season, right when it's needed, his ability is unmatched. I don't think anybody in, in, in the top five, either our top five, besides maybe Jamar Chase, and I don't think you put him in your top five. I think he was six. Yeah, Jamar came just Jamar outside the top five. So no one in our top five, in my estimation, can do what Hopkins does, and I mean dunk on you, athletic ability. Uh, like just mossing you down the field. If you want to come back a 12 back to 10, if you want to end, he can do that. He can be a red zone threat. He, he can he The only one who's more versatile, you can argue, is Tyreek Hill, Debo Samuel. And even they can't dunk on you per se. And when I say dunk on you, you know what I mean? The, the Randy Moss effect. Let's get down to it. DeAndre Hopkins, for me, is number one, mostly based off ability. Number two, DeAndre Adams, ability again, but help, help also that combination is what Drop some load for me when it comes to comparing him to Hopkins. Adams has no flaw, but he also doesn't have something that's um, we can name other receivers like Justin Jefferson. He's very similar to DeAndre Adams. His situation was isn't similar, though. Jamar Chase, he has more ability to me than, for example, speed for, for example, down the field, big playmaking 40, 50 yard plays. Jamar Chase is a bigger threat, similar to Hopkins in that fashion for three. Number three, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is a specialist. He reminds me of a, of a um, I don't know, an elite rump rump protector. He's just as elite at that. He's not going to give you the explosive 40, 50 yard play, but he's going to be consistent. He's going to he's going to catch the most. Be that guy you can count. You can, you can exactly you can hang your hat on that, and and just that effect on, on top of the Super Bowl confidence, on top of the camaraderie. This is the second year with an elite quarterback. I think he's going to bode well for them. Number four, I got Tyreek Hill. 
similar to what you were saying as far as Debo, the, the he's just the, the ultimate utility. He's an athlete. He's not a position player. He can yeah. put him anywhere. He's going to eat. He's going to affect the game in different ways. He's going to get doubled more so than other guys. Those big receivers, a lot of times you just put your best corner on him, just go to work yeah. one-on-one, body him up. You, you, you contest it. You can't contest Tyreek Kill's speed. So you have to account for him with two guys, and that changes the whole dynamics of your, of your team. If you have a running game along with Tyreek Hill, the defense is in trouble. Number five, Jamar Chase. He reminds me so much of Antonio Brown in his mm. prime. This man here, his route running flawless, strength flawless. He's not elite when it comes to range. Or when I say range, I mean height. Like every his catch rate is, is, is big. It's as if he's six four, but he's six about six one, six two. And I believe the combination him, his ability with the combination of a elite, uh, uh, accurate um, quarterback on top of the weapons you did speak on elevates him. Those weapons, in a sense, makes him better than exactly. what he actually is because. I would say the same for actually the guy I'm about to name, Stephon Diggs. You had him a little higher on your list. I, I got him at six. Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen to me is the top two quarterback in the league. If you if you telling me Jamar Chase had Josh Allen, I'm not saying Joe Burrow is that far off from Josh Allen because he's not that far off in my eyes. But Josh Allen has a dimension. He is the run game. So you're talking about a quarterback who is the run game, who can throw, who can sling it like. Only maybe three other quarterbacks in the NFL, four other quarterbacks in NFL history could, Dan Marino, Pat, Pat Mahomes, and Aaron Rodgers. Only those four can throw to me like Josh Allen. And you're combining that with Stephon Diggs' ability. He had, you could argue, he has more help or just as much help as Jamar Chase. But I got him at six. Mike Evans, number seven. He has the GOAT beside him. He has Chris Godwin beside him. He has a running game beside him. He has a great defense behind him. But he's only, he's more so like Cooper Cup. What a one dimensional. He's not huge plays. Like, he's not going to kill you speed. He's not going to you know, break you down. He's, he's going to talk reliable you down field. Threat. Right. Red zone, big threat, stuff like that. Um, but he's great at what he does. Debo, you say similar to Tyreek, but with mm-hmm. more power, less speed, more power, still effective. And in a great system, his system elevates him. He may not have the tools uh, beside him. George Kittle is really nice, but the coach is the tool. The coach's mind is the tool in, in this sense. When it comes to Justin Jefferson, he's number nine for me. Justin Jefferson's situation drops him down for me. Um, his his coach is sort of like the A.J. Brown, his coach, his um, quarterback, sort of like the A.J. Brown situation. Kirk Cousins is only going to get you but so much. You're going to have great cal- great numbers, going to be in- empty calories. You're not going to do nothing. I'm sorry. You're not going to affect the, the league in a way that, that results to wins. And we're seeing receivers on this list that will affect winning. Justin Jefferson is not doing that just yet. Keenan Allen, number 10, partially similar to uh, uh, Jamar Chase. Not as much big playability, but the situation is perfect. His ability is similar to Devontae Adams, not far off. It's not like he Devontae Adams has crazy speed. Not like Devontae Adams has crazy hopping, leaping ability over Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen's right on his a slight touch, just like uh, Sprite, as opposed to Sierra Mix. It's a slight touch lower. But okay. I like mention, that. Honorable mention, Amari Cooper. Whoa. 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 Over my, AJ Brown. You're talking about Deshaun's coming. My, He's coming. My honorable mention will be Keenan Allen. I love Keenan Allen. Oh, okay. okay. Again, very technical. Not a not a fast guy, but his his route running ability is just top notch. <laughs> you could you could easily For say sure. he's a top five route runner in the league. Um uh, I, I like I like your take when you when you did say when you brought up Justin Jefferson that he doesn't change the 
he doesn't change the bar on the, on the wind scale. I like that. Um, even though I think if he had a better QB than Kirk, but Kirk is like that old reliable, like he, he's not going to lose you the game, but he's also not going to win you the game. Great point. But, but I do like that point. Only one I just don't agree with is D hop still being the number one receiver in the league. Like I said, he's, he's, he's D hop. So he's in my top 10, mm-hmm. but you know, mm-hmm. th- th- there's a couple guys that, that can, I, I think can take that, that thrown over him. And we, we're going to see, we're going to see, you know, we, we're going to have to get to the next topic. We're going to lead this for another day. Where we at next? Let's do it. Getting to them cornerbacks, the dudes that lining up right across from the guys, looking them eye to eye, potentially sometimes, you know, some of them want to sag off, and that's another topic for the day. We're going to talk about the best of the best. We're going to run it down. Let me hear your top five, top ten, top ten corners. Top ten corners in the league. I got to start it off with my man Jalen Ramsey. He could shut down a whole side of the football field and still talk to you crazy like, even if you beat him on a play, he's still going to talk to you like he that, he that guy because he is that guy. I could put him at safety. I could put him at nickel. And he yep. could lock down your best player. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jair Alexander, a very young uh, zone corner that can also lock down the side of the field. He was hurt last year. I want to see a bounce back come, mm-hmm. come back from him. That then leads me to uh, some lockup guys. In this area here, first starting off with Tredavious White, he can move to any side of the football field, lock your best receiver down man to man. Then I'm going to go with a dog. Even though he plays for the Saints, he's a dog. Marshawn Lattimore, he's just a, oh man. I love physical man to man corners, and that's what he is. Uh, Then number five is going to be Xavier Howard. I also like guys that can okay. not only play man, but, all, okay. but can also cause your offense, it could create turnovers. And that's what Xavier could do. Number six, going to be JC Jackson, a guy that can get me 17 interceptions in two years. I want that guy on my football team. Only thing with JC is that he is a Bill Belichick product. What can he do with the Chargers? Because from history, defensive players that come out of that Patriot system typically don't do well in other people's system, other teams' systems. So let's see what J.C. Jackson Jackson could do this year. We're going off his past. And uh, number seven is where uh, everyone is going to be mad at me, but I'm going to tell you why he's at number seven. Young guy. AJ Terrell, second team all pro. He ranked first in yards per coverage snaps, yards per reception, and completion rate. That's all from Pro Football Focus I got that from. He played over 1,000 snaps, and he's and he's only he was only targeted 66 times. They're not even looking his way because he's clamping up on that side of the field. My boy AJ mm-hmm. Terrell is in the mm-hmm. top 10. Take it or leave it. I'm leaving it right there. And then we're going to come in at number eight, Marlon Humphreys, 6'2, six, 6'1, six, six, dog, man to man. Denzel Ward comes in at number nine. And number 10 for me is Trayvon Diggs. You give up big plays, but. 
Dallas needs to compliment, compliment that. I need better safeties to help my corner when he gets 12 That's interceptions. Fair. I need someone there to back him up because I want That's him fair. to be aggressive. I, I can give up those plays because I believe in him to give me, give me that play back. Go get me the football. 12 interceptions, yep. hey, I take it all day. I don't care how many yards you're giving up. Right. You got to get better players on the back end to help to help assist you uh, on the front end. Cool, cool. Not too too tight about your list, man. You know, you threw your your home run. <laughs> you know, AJ in there. I'm a, I'm gonna go ahead and talk about that one. I want to hear before it before we get into the, the, my top ten. He isn't getting targeted like that because the Falcons secondary okay. is garbage. Why would you pick on the strongest dude when you got the weakest link over here? Yeah, boom, boom, we, we throwing over here like. What? Of course he's not getting targeted like that. And once he does, I'm not saying hey, he's Casey not going to be He ain't a little boy, so we're going to see. Yeah, they, they, they just yep. picked him up this year, right? Casey Hayward, mm-hmm. AJ Terrell. We're going to see. We're going we gonna to see. see this year. Casey Hayward will be the number one corner this year, up until maybe, I don't know, postseason. AJ Terrell is only 22, 23 years old. I'm I'm Okay. Okay. I get he has time. He has time. I agree. I agree. He has time. Actually, we agree about a lot. It's like just maybe like one or two off, but let's see. Jalen Ramsey, number one. He gives me that Patrick Beverly, Gary Payton vibe. Like, but he like he back it up better than Patrick Beverly, and he's gonna be greater than Gary Payton. Like, he's just he's a different level. Jair Alexander, dog doing it in the cold. <laughs> oh yeah, that that says oh, a yeah. lot. I'm sorry, I gotta bring up that that too, but. But yeah, if he can stay healthy, he definitely will be one of the top corners of all time. Honestly, he's that good. Uh, Marlon Humphreys, mm. he's my number three. I know he's been injury prone lately, but his ability is crazy, and he fits into that Ravens defense like no other corner could, besides Jalen Ramsey on this list. Like he's, he, and I feel like as he gets older, he's going to be one of the better safeties going forward. Um, because I think they'll transition. Tredarius White, he's number four for me. Another guy who's injury prone, but he's he's his ability is, is crazy. You could argue that defense helps his ability be maximized in, in a sense. But he was doing he's been doing this for a while. He's a hip to hip. I'm a ride you. I'm I'm in your pocket yeah. type of corner. There's not many of those in today's game. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore comes in number five for me. His speed is what caused what causes me to pause when it comes to bringing him to to, to the top three spot. Um, but he's still a dog. Um, I see Mike Evans get the best of him sometimes, and I'm just like, no, no, if there was nah, he got, he got guys Mike Evans' like, numbers right now. You got to see, you got to, you got to see his numbers. It is pre- it's no, pretty 50-50. He's killing Mike Evans. We got to, we, we got to, pull, we, we got to pull, pull, pull up, up the stats. He's killing Mike Evans. And, and and to my to my point with the Mike Evans take, if anybody that you should be killing, it should be, in my estimation, a bigger receiver. It should be those smaller no. receivers that give you issues. You should you should be killing those bigger receivers who can't okay, get much down saying. the field. Mike Evans, I, Michael Thomas. You mean you mean Mike Evans should be killing Marshawn? No, I'm saying Marshawn yes, should be killing Mike Evans. because he doesn't have Evans. the speed to keep up with a Tyreek or a Jalen Waddle or a, those, those type of guys. So because he's right. so physical, right. Mike Evans, because he's a physical receiver, he doesn't expect that from a guy mm-hmm. like that. So so it's True. easier for Marshawn to, to to play. But yeah, he got, he got he definitely got right, Mike right, Evans' right. number. Oh yeah, I definitely want to see that because as a Brady fan, I, I see I see what uh, Mike Evans be doing to Marshall. I'm not saying he be killing him, 
I'm saying it looks like a nice battle. And if it's a nice battle with someone with lacking speed, to the point you just was making. But number six, Xavier Howard. Like you were saying, he takes away the ball and that and he elevates the Dolphins to a place where they shouldn't really be. I thought they their defense was actually gonna be better. Byron Jones, the other opposite corner, like he sort of fell off. Yeah. I don't know what happened. And then they just they lost a lot of their guys up front. Like, but he's still keeping that defense where it needs to be. And then number seven, I have Denzel Ward. He has something to prove with that one. Sure. Um, and I believe he will do it. J.C. Jackson, I believe he is a New England product, and we know how that goes typically. But he has something that New England would never have because we're too stingy with our money. Khalil Mack and Joey Bulls. Oh, yeah. The, the pass rush is going to make him a better, whatchamacallit, a better uh, coverage guy. And when, and he's not going to be on an island as much. He's going to have help. He, his responsibility in New England was much more. So now you can be able to see him play football in a different way. He was playing man-to-man on an island with – Devin McCourty. Now you got Derwin James, like, and that's if he's not in the box. I mean, like, you got and Asante, and Asante down there. Junior is there too, playing the the nickel. It's gonna be a shoot. We 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 gonna, we gonna get into the top secondary, but that's that Chargers secondary, just like that Chargers D line mm-hmm. can compete with the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Definitely, we definitely gonna get into that. Number nine, we gonna get into Darius. Well, I'm I'm gonna say it's Darius Slay. Darius Slade is not working with much. I mean, you know, yeah, Flexor Cox done it, but he's been doing it for a long time. He's been doing it for a long time. He's not uh, a you know, quote unquote sexy corner, but he gets the job done. His numbers are, are flawless. You want to talk about not getting thrown at? Yes, he's been in bad situations, similar to AJ Terrell, but it's been bad situations for a long time, and he's not been thrown at. And for me, number ten, y'all gonna be like, what the hell, Marcus Peters? Ooh. When he plays, Ooh. and you talking about adding him with with Humphreys, like they are going to maximize each other in a different Ooh. way. The Ravens will be a force to be reckoned with. Honorable mention: AJ Terrell, killing uh, man. Ken, Kendall Fuller. Kendall Fuller is a, is legit. Stephon Gilmore. Do not forget about him. AJ Terrell is. Wait, <sighs> slow down. Yeah, man. Not not just yet. Stephon's getting getting a little older. He's not. He's not the old Stephon that he used to be. But he's, he's what? He's True. like thirty-two years old. So you know, going on the Colts squad though. He on, have He, he plays with uh, the the Colts now. He's going to. Yeah, he just got signed. I didn't even know that. Uh, playing with Kenny Moore. Kenny nice. Moore the second. Kenny. 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 Kenny Moore. He's another Kenny Moore is a, is a dog. Let's get into to this. I can't wait for this one. Man. Um, we're gonna get into this genie bus situation oh, with the LA Lakers, man. We, we're gonna have to run it down. We got to run down what's what's going on with them. How they get back into the postseason expectation for the yeah. That, that was a, that was a failed season. I want to hear. I want. I want to hear your first your take on this first before we even before we get into it. I want to hear it. Like I say, before I speak on the LA Lakers, I have to say I am a LA Laker fan. Just want to put that out there, LA Laker fan. But first off, we need to stay healthy. Injuries was the number one problem last year. Any super team that joins together. The first year, don't it don't typically work. You got the Boston Celtics who did it in the 08. Since then, hmm, there's been a lot of super teams and not many of them were able to get it done from year one. The Warriors, that's another exception with KD. And, and, and we're talking about from top down, a lack of leadership. You could say from top down, a lack of effort, like to step in and, and do something about it during the trade deadline last year. To step in and say, Rob, it's your, it's your say, or LeBron, is your say. 
Which mm-hmm. one? It can't be both. And then even to the coach. If if you're gonna rock with Russ, then rock with Russ. If you're not, then don't. The inconsistencies is just it's just too much. I know Russ gets a lot of the blame. And I know you can lead. I know you can, what we're gonna say. We're gonna say Russ can't shoot. They're gonna sag off of Russ. Russ needs eternal. Yes, he does need to do all those things. Like I'm not gonna sit here and acknowledge, not acknowledge the fact that he he does lead the league in turnovers year in and year out. But we're also gonna talk about LeBron mm-hmm. as well. LeBron's role, Russ's role, AD's role, all needs to change with them playing with each other. AD is typically always trying to play the four position. He needs to buckle yeah. down and play that five. This is small ball basketball. We need you to play the five to maximize our spacing. When it comes to LeBron's role, you're trying to go out here and win scoring titles. Nah, be the facilitator that you've always been. Make Russ play off ball because you know he's not much on ball up until this point in his career. Like, you have to de- develop it, help him develop his game. LeBron, also, to my de facto GM, someone who orchestrated this team. When we say there's no shooters, that's partially Rob Polinka and LeBron yeah. James' fault. Jeannie Buss' fault. They have to take blame for that. But the ways it can get better, defense, getting out in transition, injuries, and better leadership. Um, we should take. This was tough because, uh, you know, we, we heard these stories on, oh, Kyrie and LeBron are going to get back together. Kyrie and KD is going to L.A., right? That's the... <laughs> Quote, unquote, that was the headlines at one point. And now the headlines is that, oh, LeBron, Westbrook, and AD got on the phone. We're going to stick this out. Let's all play together. Why didn't that happen last year? You said LeBron needs to not worry about scoring titles and become a facilitator. Well, he doesn't have the shooters and he doesn't have that third guy that he can count on when AD isn't in the lineup because, unfortunately, AD, we can count on him being out for a certain period of time. And for him, he should be a dominating. He should be a – AD is still a superstar. But he should be dominating this league. He was dominating on the Pelicans because he had to. But definitely, when he went to mm-hmm. L.A., it was for him to take over. It was supposed to be like that. Mm-hmm. D-Wade let LeBron take over, but D-Wade was that slasher that can still, you know, he can cut to the basket. He can get you that mid-range. He'll play defense. So AD was supposed to be that guy that was supposed to take over from LeBron. LeBron's supposed to pass the, the torch to him. And he hasn't been able to do that because AD hasn't accepted that role yet. But also he hasn't been healthy enough to really even take that role over, Right. You don't think he's a sub? No, he hasn't. He hasn't taken the torch yet. Until he starts dominating, I'm talking. 2022? 2022? That's a part of the. That's a part. No of, one wanted to be there. It was so amazing. No one about wanted it. to be there. Everyone, hey, give him the bubble championship. Whatever. It's a half championship. So, Russ needs to change. Needs to change his game. He needs to come out on the defensive end. He needs to cut down on turnovers for sure. He needs to work on his jump shot. But also, they need mm-hmm. to get him involved. They need to to 
they need to find a way to set up plays for him to be involved in the offense that is kind of catered to his game. And we, we noticed that LeBron is also working on his jump shot, which is great because he understands that he can't, you know, he can't do the things he used to do. But they also need shooters and they also need big men. Thomas Bryant ain't going to do it. He's not going to cut it. I think he's about 6'9". Uh, they, they need to bring in guys like the JaVel McGee's, like the Dwight Howard's. I really think if they can afford it to bring in Montrell coming off the bench, you still got a guy that... How are you going to do that with Westbrook, though? But you still got a guy that could come in and he gives you that dog. He gives you that, that fight that you want that they're missing. These guys that they brought in, right. they're just not good. They're just not them. They're not a Jordan Poole. They're not a yeah. Michael Bridges. They're not a, um, a a Brunson who stepped up and played very well for Dallas. You know, um, they're not a a uh, what's the dude that plays for Milwaukee? A Portis that comes off the bench and you know can you can count on him to be that guy. They're not those guys yet, right? And that's what the Lakers need. They they need some dogs and they need some leadership because LeBron can't do it on his own because they kind of resent. I feel like a lot of players resent him. They resent him a little bit because they got to stop. He because doing on his own. LeBron can't do it on his own. He unfortunately he hasn't been doing anything on his own. He's been playing offensive on his own. I understand that because he can't. He can't compliment it on a defensive end because they have no one else on the offense to help him out. Westbrook wasn't scoring the ball like he's supposed so, to. But you could argue the lack of shooting makes Westbrook so, not be so able to score that, the ball like so he then used that, to. That, Just like so you argue that goes back defense. to your point where we gotta look at the we gotta look at Gene. We gotta look at Rob Palenka. We gotta look at the coaching staff. We have to look at, unfortunately, LeBron. Mm. But uh, and this is what this is my point is that. A lot of people resent LeBron because he's that guy, you know. So if they win, it's LeBron. LeBron gets the 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 trophy. No matter what they do, LeBron gets it. Right? When you looked at when you looked at Jordan, Jordan was that guy, but we were like, oh man, he was complimented by Kukos. He was complimented by the shot from Steve Kerr. He was complimented from from Scotty. Right. But anytime you hear LeBron winning, it was LeBron that led them there. Right. It, he still got the glory. And I think guys are like, ah, uh, nah, because we don't want to play with LeBron. We want, we, we're not, we're not, it's just like that, that, that phrase of, we're not afraid of him anymore. So we just want to beat him down. You see when guys dunk on him now, they, they got a showboat. Oh, I dunked on LeBron. But the man's 37 years old. You wasn't dunking on him when he was 28. Right, he wasn't doing this when he was winning rings with D Wade. Right, you see, it, it, it's it's a little different now. Did no one oh, want? Gosh. It's unfortunate. No one it wants is, to it is. wants to really play with him. And but they need those. They need those pieces that that can. You know, they they need some dogs on their team. I feel like that's the that's the sacrifice. That's what comes with the territory when you're trying to build these super teams out there. <clears throat> You're not going to be able to fill your roster in the way you want to. And on top of that, you're talking about coming together as a team with more stars. With more stars, you're talking about bigger egos. The bigger egos, you're talking about narrative controllers. 
And when narrative controllers are in the building, it's harder for younger guys to develop in a, in a proper manner. As a Laker fan for the last, well, I've been a Laker fan for a while, but for the last four years, it's been very difficult seeing the talent that we acquired just gone. Assets that we acquired, that we built, in a sense, just just be gone for nothing or for 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 pennies on the dollar. I believe that yes, Jordan did. You, you say that he, he coach got credit for this, Scotty got credit for that, but I really don't believe so. I believe Jordan got like if you look at Last Dance, the way that was portrayed, Scotty, you could argue that made Scotty come out more so aggressive with his talk on what the Bulls were throughout the years. Jordan was that guy. You're right. LeBron is that guy. You're right. They're going to get credit for this. They're going to get credit for that, good or bad. But I believe we have to, we can't, we can't say certain things like LeBron can't do it by himself. LeBron ain't doing it by himself. (laughs) AD was a top five player in 2020. D Wade was a top five player in 2013. Uh, okay. I, I I get that, <laughs> but but okay. But why did it? Why isn't AD able to take over? Why isn't he able to take over like he's supposed to? Why isn't he dominating injuries like injuries he's alone. supposed to? That's not LeBron's fault. When he's when LeBron he's not, sees the talent, he's, he's giving him the key. He's like. I'm handing this to you, but but you, but what did he do? You act like he he dropped the keys. He he won a championship. It's a bubble championship. It's a bubble championship. It was a crucial. Like and he's been, but he's been hurt since then. Or LeBron has. Like what what is he supposed to do? It's not like he has a lack of skill or mentality. That that has yet to be proven or or, or like or for debate like against the Joker. He went head to head. He hit game one shots. He he hit clutch shots to take to help them get to the uh to the finals. Um, he's trying to battle through injuries. It's not like he just sits out like Ben Simmons or Kawhi. Like he tries. Like his mentality isn't under question. It's just his durability. And uh durability is a matter of luck and uh yes, you know, preparation. But your preparation isn't hundred percent. You have to be lucky in a sense or blessed. However, you chop it up. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to get on this topic another day, man. Because, and and, I, and sure, I'm glad sure. you brought up Ben Simmons, man. They throw a lot of dirt on his name, but I believe in the, I believe in the dude. Uh, we're gonna have to get on him one one of these days I because uh, I think he he should be dominating sure. this league as well. So we're gonna get into our last topic yes. here. What, what yes. we got? The end season tournament mm. they speaking on. They haven't given too much detail, but it's supposed to start potentially. 2023-2024 season. And the big question that I want to raise for us to answer is how will this affect players' legacies going forward? Um, the spit. I don't see the point of it. I, you know, I was doing some research on it. I, I just I just don't see the point. So I, I, it says that it's, it's going to cut down the season to 78 games. And then there's going to be an incentive of a million dollars to the winning team. I just don't see the point. I mean, a lot of guys they're, they're low managing now. So what are we gonna do? We're gonna low manage more on the regular season games, and then all the guys are gonna be there. Oh, let's it's tournament time. Let's let's lock in. Oh, it's playoff time. Let's lock in. 
you know, if you're gonna cut the if you're gonna cut the games down, cut the games down. I mean, I don't think you should be cutting the games down, but I, I just don't see the I just don't see the the real point of it. I think it's just kind of like a money grab. It's just something new. You already have the playing tournament, which is working very well. You might as well just keep it and run with it and and see where it goes from there. I mean, I I, I don't I don't see the point. If you're gonna cut the games, cut the games. I feel it, man. Um, first off, I feel like they should do what they've done before, which is uh, allow that allow this new rule or this new change to be incorporated within the G League's mm. uh, season. Sort of what they did with the playing tournament, being able to see how that's gonna go down. The playing tournament to me is it, it, it's hurting in the sense it's hurting these guys' legacies. Like you're talking about. Teams, when you're saying, "Oh, they didn't make the playoffs," now you're saying, "Oh, they didn't yeah. make the play." Yeah, in. that's true. Like, <laughs> it's that's true. You're giving you're giving these guys more opportunity to even get to the promised land. Like, it's just the road is becoming a little bit easier in a sense, and I feel like it becomes harder to compare error to error when you have these different rules incorporated. It's sort of like the three point line. Jerry West, Jerry West never was able to uh, partake in the three point line. But his numbers are out this world. Imagine the debate if he did partake in three point line. Like he might have won two more championships. Like you don't, you, we don't know. But it, it's just like things like that that really changed the game in a drastic way. And I feel like it will change debates going forward. I believe it's a money grab, like you were saying. You look to it, the fan base, now, the owners. Yeah. They're going to benefit the most from it. And honestly, the players. You're talking about putting players in a situation with high leverage, high, high. Um, pressure situations before the playoffs. That's preparing superstars for the moment before the moment arises. But I, I don't feel like that a million dollars is, is enough of an incentive. I believe something along the lines of the winning team or the, the, the higher seed, uh, top four seeds get uh, playoff, uh, home court playoff, home court throughout the first two rounds of the playoffs. Something similar to that. Like that's an incentive that a team really can benefit from as opposed to the individual. Yeah, and then it's also like weird timing as well. Like they were saying like it's going to be, I don't know if it was like before the All-Star break or right after. It's just like how are mm -hmm. you going to incorporate that? Like how many teams gets gets the tournament games? Does all teams get the tournament games? Just mm -hmm. eight teams get the tournament games? Like who, who's playing in the tournament? <laughs> how many games in a row? How many games and in a why? row? Is the tournament is a single elimination, double elimination? Like what? Mm -hmm. It just doesn't make any sense. And yeah, it, it, like for what? Players aren't really able to to flex their power as much, but I think they're about to because like when you're speaking on cutting the season, the tournament is in place to replace the the game that would have been cut. See, this is a way the owners are trying to cover their ass by promoting a tournament to to you know counter the players push on having less games and i'm not against having less games because i'm pressing the mlb i'm like yeah the 100 and, about these games. was 100 like 60 130 something <laughs> like that it's 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 way too much i would say about 70 games 65 or 70 games is more than enough but something has to replace those 10 to what so the players gotta play more games i can't i you know you can't have LeBron playing 50. I mean, a, a guy like LeBron. LeBron is also a lot older, but you can't have a, 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 a KD or Kyrie or Giannis 
you know, James Harden, those guys playing 50 games, 60 games, you know, they're, they're missing a quarter of the season. Damn near. Damn near a quarter of the season. And they've been doing this for years. Like, players play all 82 or all 70. And, they, and, they're, not in, and they're not in year in year out. <laughs> they're in 10 times better shape than the players were back in the day. And those guys are playing 82, you know, 82 plus games. You know, they're, they're definitely bigger. They're definitely bigger, better faster, shape. stronger. Does that imply you're in better shape, though? You could argue your body breaks down faster because you're that bigger, be stronger, and faster. That may be true. Oh, gosh. We're going to yeah. have to get going to talk about that. Going we're going to have to talk about that. it. But um, yeah. we're going to wrap this one up. Definitely sure, a good episode. Sure. We'll be back with another one. Yeah. We appreciate everybody for listening in. Yes. And until next time, mm-hmm. peace. Y'all stay up.